Hello, Editor Wenla here, and I am just putting it here as a disclaimer first, because some parts of this podcast episode is not really edited like completely, because I don't want to edit like a whole one hour long podcast. It's way too long, and uh, I guess you cannot see the raw form, so just bear with all like the repeated parts or any mistakes that I make. So yes, hope you enjoy. Bye bye. Hello and welcome to another episode of the House Life podcast, where I talk about myself. Yeah, just myself. So it's been a f- two months since my last upload, and we are finally at episode five. Wow! So for this episode, I'm going to make it a one-hour-long episode, as you can already tell from the length of this episode. I'm saying too many episodes, but. Hopefully, I will be able to share more because the whole time from when I last uploaded till now, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff has happened, and let's just go into it. So let's move into the first segment: house life. So life honestly has been so hectic since I uploaded the fourth episode. I have had an entire concert. I've had to edit the whole concert. I have to edit. A few music videos. I've had to manage auditions of our freshies coming to the CCA. I had to manage my studies, which are basically just falling like grapes right now. And it is honestly getting to a point where I don't know how to buck up because I'm just lost everywhere. I just completed my common test, so hopefully I do well in that or at least okay. I'm really not expecting. Really good grades from it, but hopefully I will be able to say that I am okay in my studies and I don't need to like focus too much on it for now. But since then, let's just first talk about my concert. If you watch my IG stories, you'll know that I recently had a concert with my CCA, and this concert is called Interlude, where we basically have a bunch of a lot of music videos. And it is all compound to a concert filled with like director's cuts for each song, and it was honestly so much work. We started planning for it all the way back in like September last year, so I think it's basically almost about seven to eight months of preparation, and it's really, really a lot of work. Like no joke. And hopefully, if you have watched it, you'll enjoy it. If you haven't watched it. You can just go to NPR's Fiesta YouTube channel and search for Interlude. But it was quite a relief on the day where we actually showcased like the whole concert, and it was like very heartwarming to see alumni coming back to actually congratulate us on finishing this and saying how they are very proud of us and stuff like that. Because uh, we are really tired. Like, can you imagine working on the same few songs over and over for eight months? Okay, maybe not eight months. Let's just say we were on the songs for maybe about six months, but it's still a really long time. It's still a long time. I think that it was very difficult for every single one of us, not just like the people planning it, but the people singing as well, the people editing, the people piecing everything together, coming off the narrative. We had like many variations and many versions of the narrative, but we couldn't find a way to push it up because it was just difficult to convey that message consistently. 
without like meeting up to film stuff because of COVID regulations and all. And it's very difficult for us to actually brainstorm certain ideas to push out as well. So, I mean, I, I think we did a pretty good job because with the director's cut, everyone gets to see like the behind the scenes of, you know, how we came up with this entire music video. And the thing about that is we actually filmed multiple questions and we actually discussed them. But of course, we didn't have a lot of time. Lah. As you can see, like the concert length is already at about 1 hour 20 minutes in total, including the intermission. So it is difficult for us to add in more stuff because it would just be too long for people to bear. But I think everyone is really proud of the songs that they were in and everyone is really like, enthusiastic about sharing with their friends and families because they've really worked so hard so hard on this and i will have to say that i'm quite proud of them of course so for me the editing side was probably the most nightmare because i had to okay let's just start from the start first okay let's start off the editing we first had to you know assign uh different editors to the different music videos even before that i was like prepared to completely abandon my studies and completely just focus on editing like 10 music videos and piecing every single one together. I can tell you that I would have died probably. I wouldn't have completed it in time because it's just so much work. Like the whole music video compiled length uh, without like director's cut, without introduction, without uh, any credit scene, it's already like around 40-50 minutes long. Can you imagine piecing together 40-50 minutes worth of content and I have to edit scene by scene. I have to like align everything to the track. It's really a lot of work and I honestly have to thank the people helping me to actually edit some of these like music videos to take the work off my shoulders because it really isn't easy and if they weren't there, I probably would have died. Like, actually died of exhaustion or something. But that whole period was really stressful. There were, like, constant revisions. Uh, I had to constantly do some quality checks for these edits and make sure that they are ready to release. Because uh, some of these editors are also, like, quite new. And they might have to learn a few stuff along the way. I couldn't teach everything because I'm also new as well. Just telling you, I only started to like quote-unquote learn how to edit probably less than half a year ago, probably in like uh, July, August, when I had to just edit small scenes for my own debut concert um, music videos. And it wasn't easy to teach people what you don't know. It really was like very stressful for me to manage all the editors as well. Manage the timeline, pushing everyone to edit and produce some results. It was very nerve-wracking for me. Now, on my own part, uh, out of that around 10, I had to edit about two or three. And I was basically the person who was going to piece everything together. So from the start to the end, from like the opening to director's cuts, all the music videos, intermission to the credits. I tell you, I had the most fun doing the credits because I don't know why. Sometimes I think why I spend more time doing the credits than trying to improve on my current edits for the music videos. But it was really fun. Like I got so many unglams of many people. And if you are from NPVA and you've seen like the A9 edits, 
or any other funny edits that I did. I would say that I'm a pretty decent editor for funny stuff, like just making use of whatever I have and whatever audio that we have. So basically in the credits scene, we just use like audio from our recording software and just using bloopers that people have recorded and maybe they forgot to delete or something or there's some kind of glitch or some kind of background noise like a bird chirping that ruins the entire audio or it's just really funny if you have not heard it or you didn't want to stay for the credits i really encourage you to go and watch the credits because it's really very funny i know this is like self-praise and self-praise is not praise but honestly please praise me lah that's all i have to say for it but anyways the most stressful part and the most nerve-wracking part is the last like one to two hours before we actually put the concert live. Why? Because we want to make sure that the audio is up to a certain standard, quality standard. And because of that, we keep pushing back, like compiling everything together, keep pushing it back. And I have had to work like constantly, like trying to, to make sure that we are on time. We, we cannot miss the, the time because this is uh, an internal like event for our school and we've already set the time on our poster and all the publicity material and we cannot miss the time and when i tried to put everything together like the first time that i tried to export it like export the entire concert which is about 10 gigabytes if you don't know how big 10 gigabytes is um what can i use to compare just just look at your data lah um, maybe not so representative. Imagine like a large game that you re- you might take like three hours. Okay, maybe this one about 30 minutes to an hour to download. Like that is the size of the whole file. And I, the f- I didn't get to export everything because it really took really long. It really took very long. And the first time that I tried to export it, it actually failed. I'm not sure why. And you have to remember that this is a really big file. The time it takes to actually export it, the time it takes to export it is like 50 minutes, around 40 to 50 minutes. And it, it can go up to one hour sometimes. I have had to export it multiple times, trying to remove parts of like the export that might have caused the issue. And it really wasn't... It was very nerve-wracking because we were already so close to the deadline. The concert is not up yet. I was the last person in the chain. If I fail, the concert is not uploaded. It's my fault because my computer sucks or what. And I realized after the second day of this whole thing happening again, when I have to export the whole thing again, the problem lies with the intermission. So currently, if you watch the intermission, uh, there actually isn't like um, a 10-minute it's just a 10 minute countdown right now. Lah. Initially, it was supposed to be uh, our behind the scenes interview that we put in there. And the people were supposed to watch the interview while the countdown is happening. So the problem is I could not export that part. It keeps stalling at 40%. And I didn't know why. Why is it stalling at 40%? It just doesn't move past 40%. The time remaining keeps increasing, increasing, increasing. So I went and removed the interview, exported it again. That was like the very last time that I could export it. If it fails, I'm out. Interview is gone. Interview is done. 
So I just removed it because I thought that that might have been a problem. And it worked. I was like very scared. Um, the problem is there were actually many like editing flaws that I didn't realize because I couldn't watch through the whole one hour plus worth of content. And I didn't realize that, oh, there were so many mistakes that we didn't fix. But the thing is, we actually almost didn't make it. If I put in the interview and I try to export it again, interview will be gone. It won't meet the deadline and like we'll be killed. Lah. I will be killed. But luckily we did. And those issues were solved. And we got it, managed to get it on time. Second day, same thing happened. And I just couldn't be bothered. Remove the interview. And I just put in the, the countdown. So if you see on both days, the videos are different because we've corrected some of the edits. But the intermission-wise, it's the same. It's just the countdown. And of course, most of the stuff are cleaned up. Lah. So hopefully you guys have enjoyed that. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the concert and I hope that you guys are willing to support it because right now I think in terms of view, uh, in terms of views, we are currently at the fifth place in among other Arts Fiesta videos. So if you want to, you know you can keep rewatching uh the first video, although that has like multiple mistakes. Rewatch that and you know boost it up because really it's it's a lot of hard work lah, so I would appreciate if you guys support it. So other than that, um, the build-up towards Interlude, uh, there were actually some stuff that happened lah. So there were many people who actually left our CCA because um, either they were too busy or you know they had their own personal reasons. And there was just this one time that one person left and it gave so much headache because we had to solve it very fast. It was like nearing the, the launch of Interlude already. And like we had to find a replacement. We had to inform the school. We have to do a lot of like like stuff. We had to do a lot of things. And I remember it was like 12am. I was so stressed. I was sweating constantly. And I had a really big headache. It was really painful. Um, I tried to sleep it off, but the next day I got a fever, and like that triggered the whole fever for like around five six days. It was really painful. Sometimes, uh, it even reached to about like thirty thirty nine point six degrees. No. My heart rate reached to about 160 while sitting down and talking calmly to my microphone. It reached 160 BPM. That is honestly scary. And I think I might have almost died there if I didn't stop and like go and cool my body down. My temperature was around like 38.9 or something like that. So it was really scary. It was really scary. But I think it gave me... It made me realize that, hey... Maybe I'm overworking a bit. Huh? Maybe I'm overworking a bit. But I really... I was really, really stressed that day. And uh, I think my body just gave up. Lah and just just went sick. So I took a break. I still like tried to do stuff. Tried to edit and put things together. But I really couldn't do much. Huh? And it was... It was scary because... That much stress, that much pent up stress throughout the whole 
time, the whole duration of planning interview, it was, it was really getting to me already and it exploded then. Lah. So that happened, but I'm well now. Um, I would say that after interlude, it was pretty relieving because there wasn't a lot of like daunting amount of pressure on me. But right after interlude, or actually during that period, we had to actually get our juniors in, our freshies. And the whole period of juggling interlude and auditions was really tough and difficult we didn't have like time balancing it because both just needed so much work and we had to make sure that interview interview had a deadline the practices like we just have to push it through lah but we needed to make sure that our auditions ran well we have to do like rehearsals we had to do dry runs we had to make sure that all the different people at the different stations are ready the schedule is ready the judges are ready and there's so much like you need that you need to plan during that whole period and it it was very tiring like i didn't even get to rest la honestly because it was like a whole five day period uh the first person starts at about 6 30 and the whole thing ends about 10 for five days it's it's not easy it's really not easy but well it all succeeded um although our count our junior count isn't as high as let's say last year or my batch it i think that we have like a lot of potential and there are lots of juniors who are really good and of course we are all here to learn lah so uh, we don't expect anyone to be prodigies i didn't come in as a prodigy and i'm still not a prodigy or anything of that sort so uh I hope that our juniors here will be able to learn and grow and become like really accomplished singers because I really think that they have the potential for it. And I see a lot of like enthusiasm for practices. So that's really good. Like, that's really good. But anyways, um, other than the auditions, my studies really terrible. Uh, during the whole period of planning for interlude, towards interlude, auditions, practices, I really didn't have time to study. I didn't really pay attention in class because I was either editing or setting some admin work and it took a toll. I realized that I didn't actually get to study a lot because or like or like finish stuff on time, some tutorials or whatever, I will like forget about it because I was just so busy doing stuff. And I it was the first time I that I realized, oh wow, okay this is actually taking a toll on my studies. And I really had to buck up. Lah. I had to go through everything and make sure that, okay, I need to do this by this. I need to do this by this. Let's settle this quickly. And I really had to set my mind straight and be disciplined when I'm going to finish my work, when I'm going to focus on CCA and stuff like that. And it honestly wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. But I think as long as um, I'm able to push through, and really put my heart into learning stuff. I will be able to manage, but there are just subjects or modules that I really hate to the core. There's this one module that I just couldn't take it. I cannot take it. Um, the teacher is probably either lazy. I think it's just lazy. I cannot find an explanation for this teacher, you know. I really cannot find an explanation to defend this teacher because... He's just really lazy. He 
finds excuses not to really teach us or not to help us. Like, we are paying the school a thousand plus dollars per semester and you come here telling us that we should go and Google the answers ourselves and help each other. What the, what's the point of you being a lecturer? Why are you here? Why are you teaching? And the thing is, if I add this detail, you already know who it is, but if I add this detail, you'll know if you are in my class. This lecturer is the module leader for this module and he can't teach. He cannot teach. He doesn't want to help us. He really emphasizes on, oh, you know, uh, remote learning. So basically, you are there to learn yourself. You're there to teach yourself, read out on the notes yourself, do the tutorials yourself. You won't get any answers whatsoever. He's not going to go through anything. He's barely going to go through like last week's material. So it's just moving on and on and on. And he really expects us to do things ourselves. And his reasoning is, you guys are already in tertiary education, you know? You should be able to learn yourself. Then what the hell is the point of you teaching us? What's the point of you being our lecturer? Then might as well just let this be a module that we learn ourselves, right? Then you, there's no need for you. You don't have a job. What's the point of you being there if you're not going to help us? What's the point? You tell me. I tell you, it's damn, it pisses me off so much that we have this type of module or lecture. And the thing is, this same lecturer is this, this, the same lecturer that screwed up another module in the previous semester and he is also the module leader. So I can see a pattern forming up that I really don't like. Why is this person the module leader for all the failed modules? Like, this, this lecturer is so incapable that Many, pe- many people are giving feedback that this lecturer sucks and that this module sucks and they didn't learn anything. But they still put him as a module leader for another module in the next semester. Why? Why? I don't understand. Where's the logic? Where's the logic? <sighs> Anyways, as I was saying, my studies difficult. I have had to put like CCA stuff on hold for me to settle stuff especially during this period because it is like common test period and sometimes for some of the modules we actually have to go back to school to take like tests and exams some we have to do at home and it's basically like a rough period lah where I, I had to get my act together and also the CCA also stood down because it is like a CCA stand down period where we have to take our time to learn and make sure that we study the content and stuff. So hopefully, I will be able to do decent on it. I feel like I've studied enough. I am a person that doesn't really like to study because it's very hard for me to absorb content because it's just so dry. And if you push me to do like practical-wise and I try to understand from that, it will be a lot easier. Um, but hopefully, I will be able to score decently in it lah. Anyways, I think that is basically about it. Right now, the recording is at around 25 minutes, but I'll probably cut it short to about 23 minutes or 22 minutes. So, uh, let's just cap it to 20 minutes then. So, we have you have another 40 minutes of listening to do. So, if you're putting this at like 2 times speed, good job lah. So, if I say something really slowly, it might help you. If you put it at a normal speed, then you think that I'm crazy. But anyways, let's just move on to the next segment where we talk about some random topics. So, 
from the whole period of when I just stopped doing the podcast episodes weekly till now, I have had many, many like topics that I've brainstormed. So it's really like multiple. I can probably cover all of these topics in probably around seven or eight episodes because it's really a lot, but I'm going to take up a huge chunk during this one hour long podcast. So 20 minutes for this. Let's go. Let's go. Um, the first topic I wrote here, wet my bed. So recently, um, I have been wetting my bed. Why? Because I have been sweating in my sleep because it's so hot. I have been sweating in the afternoon, sweating in the morning, sweating at night. It's just so hot during this whole period. I don't know why, like, the May and June period is just so warm and I have to put my fan on like two times sometimes. Sometimes I even have to turn on the aircon. I usually don't turn on the aircon because there's really no need for it. But I had to turn on the aircon during these two months and it's just so unbearable. Especially like with... My room gets quite stuffy whenever I close the window and turn on the aircon. And I want to save like electricity also. So sometimes I just turn off the aircon and my room gets extra stuffy. And when I try to like sleep and stuff, if I just leave my fan on at like the first setting, I will just sweat lah. My pillow will be wet. My bed, my entire like mattress will be wet. Not entire, but it's just like my neck area because I'm sweating. And it's really just so like icky. But I have to deal with it because like that whole period I was also quite busy lah. And honestly, I if I could... I mean, I can, but if I want to, I would probably turn on my aircon 24-7 because I can't take it. Even right now as I'm recording, I'm already sweating so much. I don't know why. Maybe it's just my problem. Maybe it's not the weather, okay? But yeah, I wet my bed. Is <laughs> that what I want to hear? Um, but anyways, uh, this topic is quite short, so let's just move on. Um, next topic, airplane crash documentaries. This one I want to talk about because I recently started watching like lots of airplane crash documentaries. Um, if you don't know, I don't think a lot of people know about this, but I'm somewhat interested in airplanes flying and stuff like that. And I actually found this channel that makes airplane crash documentaries. Talks about like the whole experience. It's, it's really like a movie, but... It happened. It's like a recount of an actual thing that happened in real life. People dying and because of people dying because of plane crashes or like water engine stuff. People. Oh wow, English. So in these documentaries, they just talks about a lot of um, how this plane crash happened. If there were survivors, then they would interview some of these survivors to give like personal experiences, what they observed, what they were thinking. And it's just so interesting, you know. I don't think I would want to experience a plane crash, but it's really so fascinating to see how people deal with it, what people think. For example, like, uh, from one of the episodes, they actually said like, the one of the survivors that was interviewed actually said, when they asked me to go into my brace position, you know, when you have to, like, cover your head and you have to, like, bend down from on your chair, like, the first thought that went into his mind was, should I take off my glasses? And 
honestly, if I'm in that situation, I would probably think that as well. Like, these are just things that you don't expect people to think about. But in that that time when you are you are forced to do something and it's like a very new experience, you will think of random stuff like this. And you know, there's other than that, there's a lot of like very intense. Um, reenactment of these scenes especially like of the, the people in the cockpit the pilots losing control of the aircraft you know how their brilliance actually saved like a miracle happened because of it and honestly it's just super interesting for me to watch it's the problem with it is that it's one hour long I have to commit one hour of my time to watch through the whole thing because I know once I start I cannot stop this goes with any other like shows or movies I watch. Once I start to watch it, I cannot stop it. It's like killing the whole mood because I have to like concentrate lah. I have to make sure that I finish watching and I know what's like the ending. I know what happens at the end. Because if I don't, it's just... I want the whole experience, okay? You, you don't take away my phone when I'm watching an airplane crash documentary or any movie or TV show because if I'm like invested in it and I'm interested in it, I will not stop watching it. But of course, um, I make sure that I watch responsibly. I still do my work and stuff, but sometimes when I put like the documentary on as my as I do my work, like it's going to... It actually makes me not do my work and just watch the documentary because for me, I like to leave things on the audio. I like to listen to things while I do work. Uh, I do know that a lot of people like to listen to music as they do work, but for me, it doesn't really do it. It just distracts me because I'll be like grooving to the music and then I won't concentrate on the work at all. But usually I'll just put on, like let's say a YouTube video of something boring or I'm not really interested in from a YouTuber that I support. And I just want to give them, you know, the watch time. But it's really for me to... I don't know why, but I just concentrate more when someone is talking not like screaming in my ear or shouting, but just regular talking. It gets it gets me, I don't know, going lah, rather than just having a complete empty silence. And the thing is that I actually do listen to people talk as I sleep because I don't really sleep. It's very hard for me to sleep at night without anything, like with zero sound. I actually have to, not really have to, but I do play like, let's say, the same thing, like a YouTube video of um, something boring that gets me to sleep, but they're still talking. And for like the past few months, or probably around a year or so, I just use my earpiece and I just listen to it. Then I sleep as I'm putting, as I'm wearing my uh, Bluetooth earpiece. And the thing is that but with that comes the problem of me slipping on top of my earpiece. Like, just... Because cause it's, it's Bluetooth earpiece, right? There's no, like, cables attached to it. So, if it falls out of my ear and I, like, roll around left, right, left, right, there's a high chance and already a high occurrence that I sleep on top of my earpiece. Like, I, it will be on my back. Sometimes it will be on my ass or something. It might be on my, my shoulder or just on my like the bottom of my pillow. There's a lot of places that the the earpiece traveled to lah. And my solution to that, not really a very effective solution, but 
I actually got like this Google Nest Mini. It is basically like a Google Assistant product from Google. And I just use it to listen to music, uh, listen to like those YouTube videos as I go to sleep. Because with that, I don't have that thing of rolling around and my earpiece dropping out. But I'm still able to listen to stuff. And my phone usually has like this auto restart feature. So it will restart at around like 5am. So by 5am, if it's playing something, it will stop playing. The Bluetooth will be disconnected. And you know, very nice, right? Um, another thing with like using the Bluetooth earpiece is that it actually takes up battery. Even if it's not playing anything. If I like play it and I go and sleep and I didn't turn it off or didn't put it back into the case, it will continue running. Lah. And I usually use this earpiece when I go to school or when I wake up and do stuff. I will just like listen to something, watch some videos. It's like basically part of my whole daily routine. And sometimes because I sleep with it, there isn't enough battery for me to like, listen throughout maybe like my whole ride to school because it's like... 20% or something because I didn't charge it so it, it weighs a lot of battery I have to make sure the case is charged and everything but luckily this like earbuds are actually pretty good these are actually the Galaxy Buds Plus it's really very helpful for me because I really I didn't really like Bluetooth earpiece I had another one um, no shit but Xiaomi's AirDots if you've heard of it I had those and it was honestly quite terrible. Like, the battery life was so short. I'm not sure what's the number, but it was really short. For this, like, Galaxy Buds Plus, it's actually around, like, I can listen to it one shot for, like, using both earpiece without charging, probably for around 8 hours. And it's really a very long time, if you think about it, because I don't really listen to it one shot. Once I listen to it, maybe I, when I go and eat, I'll probably just keep it in the case and charge, charge, charge. Then I'll open it up again and i use it. So I can just use it through the whole day without bothering about charging the case or charging the earbuds or charging the earbuds because it's really not a worry. Lah. And the case actually at 100% lasts around two charges. So it can charge the battery of the earbuds twice. So it's really very helpful for me because I don't have to worry too much about it. And it's quite convenient also. Like, it has like wireless charging for the Bluetooth for the case. And I can actually charge with a wire as well, which is faster, of course. So it's very convenient for me. And the thing is, I actually bought like a Samsung phone just to be like more compatible with this. Because... Uh, this is actually the Samsung Galaxy Buds Plus, if I didn't mention it. And, of course, Samsung and Samsung products products work well. Lah. If you've used, like, the Apple AirPods, you know that whenever you uh, open a case and it connects, right, there's, like, the whole thing that pops up, right? And I really wanted that for, like, the Samsung Galaxy Buds Plus, so this phone does it. And speaking about that, right, I actually don't really want to use the Galaxy... I actually didn't really... I actually, what is my English today? I didn't really think through a lot when I bought this phone because um, it's actually like a trade-in from another device and I had the option of getting either this phone for an extra top-up of like $50 or 
I got another phone, which is like at the same price or equal price of the other device. So this phone is actually newer. It's like made in early 2020. And I bought it and I bought it secondhand in around July or August. And because of that, and I thought to myself, oh, you know, this is newer. So this is used lesser. So I'll just get it since it's probably newer. But the other option is actually like, um, so, so the one that I have now is the Galaxy S10 Lite. It doesn't look like the S10 range of products where the camera is actually horizontal. This is just like a normal, um, rectangle at the corner type of camera layout. And I actually had the other option, which is a Samsung Galaxy S, if I'm not wrong, S9 Plus. Something like that, S9 Plus or S9 Pro or something like that. And honestly, that one was so much... That would have been a better pick because I never really got to use a flagship phone because I never really got to use a flagship phone and that was probably my... That was going to be my first experience using it. And if I bought it, I would have gotten so many more features even though it's like an older processor and stuff. I've gotten so much more features like there's the reverse charging because of Samsung as like some reverse charging stuff where you can charge other devices using wireless charging. There's of course actual wireless charging that you can use to charge your own phone. My current one S10 Lite doesn't have it. There is like lots and lots of other features from it being a plus phone. But I bought this S10 Lite because it's newer, because it's a bit faster and honestly it's a bit of a regret. Because I wanted to try out like a flagship product and I didn't get a chance to. The problem is I don't really want to buy another phone or get another phone even with second hand because I'm really wasting a lot of money by constantly switching my phones. I have like four phones now. All of it are budget ones, by the way. My first phone that I actually bought for myself was a... My first phone that I actually got that I used is this iPhone 5S, my new 5S. If I'm not wrong, this came out in like 2013. Then I upgraded myself to a Xiaomi's Redmi 7, Redmi Note 7, I think. From Xiaomi Redmi Note 7 to a Xiaomi Mi 10 Pro. No, Xiaomi's. From that, I upgraded to the Xiaomi Mi 9T Pro. Or if you've heard of it, it's like a more common Redmi K20 Pro. It's the same phone, basically. An English and a Chinese variant. From that, I upgraded to this one, which is my Galaxy S10 Lite. So that is like my progress of phones. This is from like 2018, by the way. 2018 to 2021, I've switched four phones. So it's not healthy for my money, for my wallet, lah. And honestly, it is fun to get a new phone and try out new features, different brands and stuff. And every single time I buy, it's an upgrade. So the price goes from like 200 to 200 plus to 300 plus. Now this one is like 400-500. So it's slowly increasing and I don't really think I want to buy another phone in probably the next year or two. Because I really don't want to waste money. So other than that, I think that we should go into another topic. Actually, I wanted to continue from that 
airplane crash documentaries leading into this next topic but um, we deviated off but nonetheless let's go into the next topic which is A380 the A3 which is the A380 experience so if you don't really know me or you haven't followed me since like last year I actually went to this A380 uh, experience thingy with a person and um, it was really fun like as you know, I've already told you that I'm kind of interested in like planes and flying and stuff like that. And it was really interesting to see like a plane close up, look at like the cockpit, look at... Okay, if you don't know what the A380 is, right? It's basically a two-story plane made by Airbus. And it is really very nice. Like the first class suites are actually in the second level. And the first level is like economy. I think they have like premium economy as well and it's singapore airlines lah so i never really i've only been to that a380 airplane once it's when i went to zurich or that's in uh, switzerland and it was really fun for me to actually explore the entire plane from like the cockpit all the way to the second level and the thing is i actually got to eat in it that was the whole experience like after you explore it and you do activities and stuff, the main uh, the main activity is to actually have a dinner in it or a lunch in it. So I actually got to eat with that person. Uh, and it was really fun. Uh, the menu was like some kind of chef recommended thing. Or some Michelin star chef cooked one. Michelin star chef's like recipe or something. I have no idea. But it was pretty nice and I really miss like the experience of being in an airplane, especially like a good quality one lah, like Singapore Airlines. Like I could watch a movie there, I could play games there, I could do so much on like that that small TV thing. It was really so fun. I really miss going on a plane. And honestly, if you give me that option of going on a plane without staying at the location or the destination, right? I will do it because honestly, the best thing about traveling overseas is the plane ride. I'm not going to lie to you. It's the plane ride. And if I remember that before this whole A380 thing came out, right, I wanted to, there was this other event or other package that Singapore Airlines gave where they actually deliver like Singapore Airlines food to your house. And honestly, it's so boring because why would I want to eat airplane food, you know? And I said, like on my IG story, wow, if they let me step foot on a plane and eat on that, I will give you my money immediately. And then like a few weeks later, it came out. <laughs> and I just, I, I couldn't like not go for it because it's really a once in a lifetime experience of like visiting the whole plane, exploring it and eating on it during this pandemic times, it's really like, it's once in a lifetime. Like, you're not going to experience another pandemic that is this serious probably, or at least in our lifetime, or at least in our lifetimes anyway, or at least in our lifetime anyways. That, my English today, I think it's just like, because it's a one hour long episode, but okay, at least in our lifetime anyways. But I think it was really a, a fun experience but I really wanted to get on it lah. So it was around $50 before tax. 
it is expensive. I can tell you that it's expensive, but to me, it's worth it. A lot of people ask, like, their first reaction is, oh my god, how much Sia? Why is so rich? Ah? Then I say, $50. The two reactions that I get is either, what? It's so cheap. I thought it'd be like 100 plus or 200 plus dollars. That's like the price of a regular airplane ticket. What do you mean? Then another reaction will be, so expensive, $50. Who want to pay for it? Yeah. And of course, there's a, another bonus reaction is, why would you want to do that? Let's waste money and just eat at home. Lah. Uh, honestly, you don't understand because it's the whole experience. I tell you, it's the A3IT experience. You want to experience eating on a plane, especially during these times where you just don't have the opportunity to go on board a plane even. And I had the opportunity to go through Changi Airport, go through like the customs, not really, but I didn't have to like, I had to surrender my passport and stuff lah, but I can go through the terminal, you know, and it's so like nostalgic seeing like, you know, the different gates, seeing a lot of like planes take off and stuff. It's so good. It's really so fun. And honestly, if they give me an opportunity, they open up that A380 thing again or even better, they... Another airlines have like a Boeing 747 dining experience. I will go for it immediately. I don't care if I go alone or what this time because no point going with that person because that person is out of my life. But uh, it was really fun and I really would want to go back again. Anyways, uh, I think we have a bit more time. So I'm going to put in another option. So let's just quickly move on to the next topic, which is getting more audience. So honestly, I haven't really, I haven't been getting a lot of like listens lately, of course, because I didn't upload anything. But of course, this return is going to get more listens, hopefully. But I actually recently found out, you know, who are the people actually listening to this podcast and it's... It's nice seeing that, you know, my close friends listen to it. Not all, you know. I would say like 30% of my close friends listen to it. And the other people listening to this podcast is actually just, you know, people who like either I don't really speak a lot to, but they just want to know me or like my Aka friends. Lah. And honestly, um, I'm fine. Okay, you see the thing is, the reason why I made this podcast name so generic, House Life Podcast, is because it's not easy to find on Spotify. If you search House Life Podcast now, you won't be able to find anything. And on my YouTube, where I actually post like the, the full... I haven't been posting the full-length episodes or the recent episodes because... I don't know why, it just doesn't want to generate the video file for me. But if you go to that YouTube channel, it actually isn't, um, it actually isn't like, what am I saying? If you go to that, what do I want to say? If you actually search for like house live podcast on YouTube, you also can't find it. You can probably maybe only find like the YouTube channel. You can't find the episodes because the episode's name on like the the YouTube on YouTube is actually HLP episode something, so I didn't like spell the whole name like House Live Podcast because it's very long. But I probably should I probably should so that I can get a bit more traction. But back to the topic, 
the reason why I chose this is because I didn't really want people or random people listening to me. I only wanted people that either follow me on Instagram or found my profile and click on the link to actually listen to my podcast because um, these people probably knows me. I won't be surprised if there are like acquaintances that I've never talked to in a few years listening to this. Honestly, I really want to know who you are because I have seen like, you know, some acquaintances like lives and they're going pretty great. And honestly, if I could catch up with them and, you know, see how they're doing in life and see where they are, reminisce about the good old times, you know, uh, it would be great. So if you are listening and you are my old friend that I never talked to in many years, do reach out to me on Instagram if you don't have my number already. So yes. Anyways, um, I didn't really post a lot of like publicity on my IG. I usually only post like stories to promote this podcast lah, and I will post like a clip, a short clip, maybe like a funny thing that happened during this podcast that I want to showcase so that they will want to listen to it. And usually I'll give like a clickbaity enough title so that people will come and listen. But I don't really push for having, I don't really try to get more audience. Like I didn't even create a new account for like this house life podcast because it wasn't it wasn't really meant to be a big thing it's just for me to like talk and chat and stuff but of course the problem is it's gonna take very long for me to edit to record to do all this stuff so i couldn't do it lah for that whole period but hopefully i'll be able to do it regularly now and i'm still thinking about like i'm also thinking about another i'm also oof, I'm also thinking about getting more guests on here or actually just start getting guests. There haven't been any guests at all. But I have some people in mind. But the thing is, I just want I just want to make sure that the audio quality is good enough. There isn't like a big audio quality difference between me and the guest. So if the guest is just using like an earpiece mic recording, it's going to be a bit hard lah. But of course... We don't really have a choice because not everyone has like an actual mic. And yeah, hopefully I'll be able to find a guest and you'll be able to listen to it. Maybe next episode. Just maybe. Just maybe. I think that's basically it for the random topics. So now let's move into the very last segment. The big question segment. So I again haven't prepared the question yet. So I'm going to search for it now. For this episode, I'm actually going to make it a big questions segment because I think it's going to be a bit boring lah if I just cover one one question for 20 minutes. So hopefully, you'll be able to enjoy more questions this time. Um, I'm actually searching up like questions that make you think and I found some that are interesting enough. So I'll just start with the first one. Would you rather lose all your memories or never be able to make new ones. So if you have heard from my previous episodes, maybe talking about my breakup, you will know that I really cherish memories a lot. Whether it's like really good memories or bad memories, I really cherish memories a lot. And I really don't think that I will want to lose my memories because I, I don't really need to make new memories. I think that I've lived enough already 
Because I'm ready. Okay. This is going to be a bit dark, but I think that I'm ready to die. Like, even though I'm this young at like this age, I feel like I've seen enough. I don't think I need to see more of the world, you know. I've traveled enough. I have learned enough. I don't think I want to go through the grind of like working and stuff. And even probably the only thing that I would look forward to in adulthood is like a family, uh, building my own family. Lah. So I don't really think that there's a lot more for me to discover or to feel or to make new memories of. So I will lose my memories. But of course, there's this like thinking of whether you should actually throw away everything in your past and start anew and start fresh because honestly i have thought about starting new and really like trying to leave everything in the past behind especially when i wanted to when when i actually went to poly like at the start of it i wanted to drop everything in my secondary school behind cut off ties with every single person and really start new because I really, I was having a, a bad time uh, during like the last probably few months of uh, 2019 or secondary school. And it wasn't, it wasn't pleasant. And I had like real thoughts of just cutting ties with everyone there. Just, just so that I could move on, you know. But of course I didn't because that's just dumb. It's like in the fit of the moment you want to do stupid stuff like that lah. But of course, there is the rationale of, you know, why keep all these memories? Because these are all in the past. Why do you keep, like, looking at the past and don't want to make new memories in the present or in the future? Like, if you keep dwelling on the past, then you won't, like, succeed and stuff lah. But even though that is true, I do think that it's difficult for you to make a decision on whether you should lose all of your memories or you should, like, or you won't be able to make new ones lah. Because, to me at least, I feel like memories are there for a reason. People write letters. Let people write letters to you for a reason. People write notes to you for a reason. People take pictures with you for a reason. If your rationale is to just throw away all of that because you want to move on, I feel like. You might say that you are willing to move. You might say that you have moved on, or you are willing to move on. What is what is this? You might say that you are willing to move on, but honestly, sometimes at the sub, at the back of your head, you will still remember some stuff. There will still be memories of like old things that happen that maybe make you reflect or make you appreciate life, and. I think that's important for old memories to be there to keep track. To make you remember your roots, you know. To make you remember your past. And remember how you've actually built um, your entire life so far. Lah. And the fact that you're still alive right now proves how important your life kind of is. Because it's not easy for you to just say, Hey, um, I don't want to remember everything. I just want to forget everything and move on with my life because if you forget everything you will forget things that you've learned that built you that made you who you are today and even though you might have like really terrible memories that you don't want to remember at all 
these memories are what shaped you right now. And these memories are what made you the person that you are, made you talk like how you are talking, made you act like how you're acting, your personality, your character, your morals. And maybe if you are living like a really terrible life that you just want to forget and you just want to move on, maybe for the better, then okay, sure, I guess you can just clear all your memories. But I think for normal people who are living average lives that maybe have built up like your character from past events and past memories, I don't think that it's worth it to clear all your memories. Lah. It's just like having dementia, you know? Um, dementia is some... If I'm not wrong, um, you really, I can't really say correct me if I'm wrong because you physically can't correct me right now. But what I understand of dementia is that you actually remember stuff that happened, let's say, 10 years ago, but you don't remember stuff that happened a week ago. So your memory for like short-term memory is very bad lah. And I guess it's something like this where you can memory you can mem- you can remember everything in your past, but you can't really remember what's going on now or your future. You can't make new ones lah. I think that's what the question is asking. So for me, I'm not going to try and uh I don't think I will actually want to lose all my memories. Now, the next question I'm actually going to take from uh, a list of questions that are meant to make you be vulnerable. Maybe we can squeeze through a few questions here. So, I'll just choose a question from set 1, a question from set 2, and a question from set 3, okay? Set 1 question. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Um... The quality or ability would probably just be to make everyone happy. I mean, for me, that is my, I don't know, my reason that I'm alive. That for my entire life, I've been trying to make people happy. I've been trying to make myself happy. I've been trying to make people around me happy. Trying to spread positivity and stuff. And, you know, it it would be nice... To see that I have a positive influence in other people. That you know, because I am there, people are happy. Or because I am, like, maybe... And it's just very nice to see that you make a positive influence. So, that's an interesting ability. But, like, an actual, like, quality, I would say, maybe to be consistent. Because for me, I'm not really a very consistent person. I sometimes work in like boosts, you know. Whenever you play like those racing games, you can drive consistently or you can drive like at a regular speed. But like it's just the boost, just that it's the boost that pulls you for. It's the... Whoo! It's the boost that push. It's the boost that pushes you forward. So without the boost, like you will just be going at a regular speed. Sometimes you'll be banging at the walls and losing momentum. It's just like life, you know? You might be going on a regular speed. Sometimes you face challenges and you hit like bumps in the road. But it's the boost that helps you catch up with your life. And to me, the boost of energy that I get to set things right, to make sure that I get things settled and to have that motivation to like keep pushing and keep moving and keep working. Honestly, I will want to have that throughout my entire life I'm able to like 
for me to be able to keep pushing myself and keep doing stuff, I think it's very important to be consistent lah. Because if you just have like boost, 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 and then you stop, it's like very. It doesn't have a lot of like. You won't feel a lot of sense of accomplishment because you're just working in like very short. I feel like having consistency will make you a lot more efficient. I'm all about efficiency, lah. About a lot, a lot about effectiveness, and I think it's very important to actually make sure that you are consistent in your work and your attitude and your character and stuff like that. So that's my quality or ability. Okay, set two. What do you value most in a friendship? Honestly, friendships to me are kind of complicated because a lot of the times, like. Okay. My most. What is something that I value in a friendship would probably something that I value in a friendship would probably be like honesty, loyalty, and just maybe like care and concern. And I I really think that it's important to have these values in a friendship because it can work if you both agree. Like oh you know it's not important to be like. Loyal to each other or what? Like, I feel like it's very. It's important to have support. I would say that's the most important value in a friendship. As friends, you should try to support each other, whether it is like direct support, indirect support. Like, for example, um, let's say lah, my concert. Okay, I did a concert, and, uh, by you, by watching my concert. You are indirectly supporting me, even though like you don't say to my face, "Oh my god, you did a good job!" Like um, I really en- like I really enjoyed this, or like, like tell me to like 加油 and stuff like that. Like just just push on. I feel that both indirect and direct support honestly means a lot to me, and it's really like there's the small things that count. Even like your friends noticing you're off or you're upset, it's very heartwarming to see. For me, lah, it's very heartwarming for me to see like the small stuff. I don't really care a lot if you do like the big stuff for me, cause it's like if you do one big stuff every year, then it's like it's it's just one thing, right? But if you do like multiple small stuff, even when it's small, I I still see it and I still appreciate like my friends for it. So I think that giving support is the most important thing in a friendship. And lastly. Set three, okay. When did you last cry in front of another person or by yourself? So, um, I'm not sure if I said this in another episode already, but uh, I like to take walks, like just along like the park or just outside, and really at night lah. Usually at night to experience that that peace of. Not having things around you that worry you, like assignments, like your phone, like buzzing because you have notifications on, like problems that you need to solve, and I really enjoy taking a break off, like all of this, and just taking a walk. I will usually put on like choir music because to me, choir music there's a lot that's just like so beautiful, and it gives so much emotion when you can hear it. And you can hear how everything harmonizes together. It's really very beautiful, and 
the last time I cried would probably be just during one of these walks where I was just so stressed. I, I couldn't do anything. I was just like dazed and my brain was just not functioning. I just took a walk. I walked around my neighborhood. I walked to another neighborhood and I just stayed la. And I listened to like very emotional choir music. And I just cried along the way, thinking about, you know, why my life is like this, you know. What what has brought me to this moment? What am I looking forward to, you know? Just just doing reflection on myself. And like just I keep in tears a lot because I don't really I'm not a person that cries a lot. Even like those sad movies. I might tear up a bit if it's like very emotional, but I usually don't really cry. And I would definitely be more comfortable crying on my own rather than crying to other people. So those walks are probably like the best time for me to cry. For me to really just release my emotions. And it's not easy um, doing what I do, honestly. Like, it's not easy to do what I do. And I don't know how I'm still hanging on. I don't know how I'm still alive. I know there are a lot of other people that experience even worse than me but I think it's still important to make sure that you validate yourself and validate your challenges just because other people are having worse than you doesn't mean that your challenges are invalidated and that's something I learned lah. I learned myself so yeah that's I hope that answers that question so that's basically it for this podcast I hope that you've enjoyed episode 5 it's very long I'm gonna take a very long time to edit this but hopefully you have enjoyed the podcast so far of course i will try to improve on my schedule and make sure that i don't take another two months off and hopefully you'll be able to hear from me for episode number six text next week so yeah i'll see you guys next week and goodbye <laughs>